Hello, my friend, and welcome to episode 133 here on the Yours Truly podcast. It has been a minute since I've said hi to you via the the podcast interwebs. I don't know, whatever we call this, but uh, this is our first episode back. I say our, it's my first episode back after about a month and a half or so break, and it feels so good to be back. I have really enjoyed taking a break, which I'll talk a little bit more about here in a couple of moments, but I have been missing podcasting and sitting behind the mic and talking to some awesome guests, so I couldn't be more thrilled to be back And I also couldn't be more thrilled that you are tuning in on the the other side of the line. So if you're new around here, my name is Claire. I am your host. I am a non-diet registered dietitian, a certified intuitive eating counselor, PB&J enthusiast, and now currently a human who gets to enjoy a lot more sand and salt water because I recently moved to the beach to the coast of Virginia. So before we get back into business as usual here on the podcast, I do really want to thank all of you, all of our listeners for being so kind and understanding with me as I took a little bit of time off as I, you know, heeded my own advice over the past month and a half or so and just tried to slow down a little bit and allow for some more rest in my life. I uh remember posting when I decided to go on a break for the podcast, I uploaded a couple of slides to my Instagram story saying, hey, we're going on a break, as Ross from Friends would say. I think I have exhausted that joke at this point, but you know, we're going on a break. And I offered a couple of recommendations as far as episodes to listen to in the break period of time. If you hadn't caught those. And I actually received a fair number of DMs in response to that announcement about taking a break where people were really cheering me on saying, you know, I'm so glad you're taking time for yourself. I'm glad you're taking a break, which is not something that I expected. It's not that I expected people to be angry or like, Claire, what the heck are you doing going on a break? But it was so reassuring to have a lot of individuals reach out and say, Thank goodness, you know, you're allowing yourself some rest and that is something to be celebrated. So if you are one of those people who slid into my DMs with some kind and reassuring words, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Reasons why I took a break, I'll just catch you a little bit life update wise, but uh, I've had a couple of really big changes happen over the past couple of months with moving my life and my business, of course, a few hundred miles away from where I was living in the DC area. I'm now out on the coast of Virginia and on top of moving, I have been navigating a breakup as well from a long-term relationship, which as you can imagine, if you have ever been through that yourself, brings with it its fair share of challenges. And I've also been thankfully counting the days until I'm fully vaxxed. And amongst all of this, all of these changes, I really just felt the need to take a little bit more time and space for myself, which I know is something that many of you all can appreciate and likely relate to. So thanks for sticking with me. And I am so excited, as I have already said 
uh, probably like seven or eight times <laughs> these first couple of minutes, but I'm so excited for the wonderful things that I have planned for us here on the podcast over the next couple of months. I have some exciting guest interviews that I've been stacking up in the bank, and I will also be doing some solo episodes, of course, like this one that you are listening to right now. And all around, it is just going to be a fun time. I can promise that. But before we dive in to today's topic and all that comes with it, just a really quick plug here that if you are enjoying the podcast, if you are hype to keep tuning in and learning more here with me on this platform, it would mean the world to me if you could take a couple of moments and tap those five stars and leave a rating and review. That is if you are listening on Apple Podcasts. If you listen elsewhere, like on Spotify or SoundCloud, you can also share the show by taking a screenshot of wherever you're listening and plugging it on your preferred social media channel. So an Instagram story, a post, I guess you could also do it on on TikTok if you wanted, but if and when you choose to do that, be sure to tag me at Claire Tuning so I can celebrate that you're listening and send you a personalized thank you. So again, thanks in advance for taking the time to do this if you so choose because it really does help the show grow more than you know. I'm a poet and I didn't even know it. Watch out, I'm back (laughs) on the mic. Um, But speaking of getting back into our regularly scheduled programming, we are gonna kick things off today how we usually kick things off here on the podcast by highlighting a Yours Truly Goalslayer featured post of the week. So again, if you are new around here, the Yours Truly Goal Slayers is a free private Facebook community that I host. We have over 900 members now, but it really is for anyone who is looking to learn more about intuitive eating, wants a community of like-minded individuals behind them to support them. And it really is just a great forum to ask questions, get support, and sometimes even vent about the annoying diety things that may happen in your day-to-day life. So the post that I want to feature today, fun fact, it actually came through the community uh, early in May, May 3rd is the timestamp on this, but I loved this post so much that I took a screenshot of it and it has been sitting on my desktop waiting to be featured in this segment of the podcast ever since. So this individual writes, my new mantra is I can and I don't have to. Thinking about eating some ice cream, I can and I don't have to. Wanting to sit on the couch and watch 18 episodes of New Girl, I can and I don't have to. Considering going for a run, again, I can and I don't have to. Holding on to both truths at the same time while trying to make decisions is oddly really comforting. So I hope that resonates with you as much as it did with me. Something that my one-on-one clients and I talk about a lot is this concept of holding space for ourselves. And sometimes holding space for yourself means allowing for more than one thing to be true at once or allowing for more than one thing to feel true at once. So I I thought that that mantra that this individual shared of I can and I don't have to, I thought 
that summed up the idea of holding both of those truths really well. So a big old thank you to this individual who shared this mantra. If you are listening to this segment of the show and you like this, you want more content like this, you want a forum, like I was saying earlier, to ask your questions, we would love to have you in the community. So the best and the easiest way for you to join is by visiting my website, so clairetuning.com community. Again, clairetuning.com community. That will take you directly to the page with the application. You can read things over, fill it out, and submit it. And as soon as you do that, my team and I will review the application and accept you into the community as soon as we can. We typically review applications about once a week, so not to worry if you submit your application and you don't hear back for a few days. Do not worry. We did not forget about you. You might have just hit us on the day where we haven't reviewed applications yet. So give us a few days and we will be back to you as soon as possible. But let's get into today's topic. I hope that you were intrigued by the title of this episode, because if you did not know, I'm willing to bet many of you have maybe even found me on TikTok, and that might be part of the reason why you're here listening today. But if you didn't know, I love TikTok. I spend probably more time than I would like to admit on TikTok but I view it as a business venture, I view it as market research, (laughs) I view it as a way to fight diet culture, all of the above, so I love being on that platform. And at the same time, something that if you have spent any time at all on TikTok, something you may know to be true, is that although there can be a lot of helpful and a lot of uplifting content and you can find a lot of great community there on that platform, it can also be filled with its fair share of bogus, awful, just downright terrible advice on all things, but especially when it comes to nutrition. I feel like my For You page has definitely caught wind of the fact that I make nutrition content, I watch a lot of it on there, so maybe it feeds me more of it, pun intended. All my puns are intentional if you didn't know, but maybe it feeds me more of this content than it does the, you know, another individual, but there is no lack of just downright bad information about nutrition on TikTok. So I thought it would be interesting fun, insert adjective here, to go through a couple of the biggest or most popular trends that I have seen on TikTok recently that are nutrition or food adjacent and kind of break them down in a way or bust any myths associated with them or maybe even just to give you the reassurance that you don't need to be buying into these trends because all the ones that I have in my notes here that I'm going to list are downright not helpful and you don't need them. So spoiler alert, T 
TLDR, <laughs> if you don't even make it to the end of this episode, know that you do not need to buy into any of these trends I'm going to go through. Also, I want to offer just a, a little potential trigger warning here. I am going to try to keep my discussion of these trends as vague and as non-triggering as possible, but know, you know, over the, the rest of the episode here that in order to explain why these trends are not true or they're not helpful, I do have to describe a little bit of the trend or the idea behind them. So if you're in a place where that's not going to be useful for you, full permission to stop here and catch us next week with our first guest episode of, I guess this is the second season of the podcast. I don't know. Uh, But if you need to do that, totally understand, please take care of yourself. But if you are choosing to stick around, let's kick things off with this idea of a snatched waste salad. Now, I know you can't see me when I am talking about this, but I am doing heavy air quotes around snatched waste salad for a few reasons. So first thing I want to say is I have no problem whatsoever with the salad itself. Uh, I'm not going to go through the exact ingredients. I've seen a couple different variations of ingredients used and, you know, add-ins and all of that, but I have no problem with the salad in and of itself because as a dietitian, as a human in general, I think uh, I and we all can agree that vegetables have their place. They're great for a lot of reasons. So I have no issue whatsoever with the salad itself being used as a refreshing side dish, as an add-on to a meal, especially if it's something that you like and you enjoy and you find satisfying. The bigger problem that I have with this idea of the snatched waste salad is in the name. Like, why can't we just call it like it is? Why can't we just call it a salad? After all, it is a collection of vegetables in a bowl. Why can't we just call it that? Because eating this specific salad or any specific salad in general is not going to be the thing that solely and directly influence your waist size. And I find that labeling something snatched waste or labeling any food based on a a body size or or a body part rather, or the size of that body part just brings an unnecessary emphasis on bodies and on body size into eating. It doesn't need to be there. It has no place. I would argue that is not a helpful thing to bring into eating decisions. So my big question is why does that need to be there? Let's please chuck this idea out the nearest window and, you know, give yourself full permission to eat a salad, but let's just call it like it is. Hey, salad. Full stop. Period. End of sentence. Now that we've cleared that up, let's move on to something that is possibly even more infuriating. If it can even get more infuriating than what I just talked about, but alas, diet culture never ceases to amaze and surprise me. But let's talk about this whole cucumber dipped in stevia, supposedly equaling or tasting like watermelon. 
immediately know that is how I feel about that. I am almost speechless, but because this is a podcast and the rest of this episode does rely on words coming out of my mouth, (laughs) the only words that I can fathom for this are immediately know when I heard this, when I saw it, I thought it was a joke. I hoped to God it was a joke, but unfortunately, I don't think it's a joke. Here's my deal. Here's what I'm gonna say. If you love cucumber, that's amazing, great. I enjoy a good cucumber as well, especially on a hot day. I love them in vinegar. I love them dipped in ranch. I love cutting cute little shapes out of them. I have no problem whatsoever with people enjoying cucumbers, but don't get it twisted. Cucumbers are not watermelons. Like how, (laughs) I'm laughing because in what world are cucumbers the same or a one for one swap for watermelons? Like they're totally different foods with different flavor profiles. I guess they have a similar texture, but we can have both of them. They do not need to serve as substitutes one for the other. And might I also add, I will not stand for watermelon being demonized at any time of the year, but especially this close to summer. Watermelons are one of my many joys in life, especially as the temperature heats up and I'm looking to stay extra hydrated through my food intake. I love me a good watermelon. Fun fact actually about watermelon (laughs) throughout high school, and I even still do this some to to this day, but I did it religiously in high school. I um, get a watermelon from the grocery store, or I guess more appropriately phrased, my parents would get a watermelon from the grocery store and I would cut it in half and saran wrap one half, store it in the fridge, and to the other half, I would simply take a spoon to it and just eat the watermelon out of its rind. I mean, I guess the the rind, if you're cutting it in half down the middle, the rind pretty much just serves as nature's bowl. So I would just have at it. (laughs) A lot of the times I would eat this before bed and I would wake up in the middle of the night having to pee so bad, which for me personally, that is not normal. I'm typically a very heavy sleeper, but I was wondering, I was like, why am I having to pee in the middle of the night? And then I realized I was consuming so much watermelon, AKA uh, 90% water in that before bed. And I was hydrated, but that was not helping me to, to sleep through the night. Anywho, I digress. You can have watermelon. Cucumber is not a substitute unless you genuinely prefer that. In which case I will not yuck your yum. Next one, liquid chlorophyll. Oof. Do we want to get started on this one? I don't know. Can you tell I'm getting a little bit more heated with every trend that I take down (laughs) because I feel my heart rate rising. It's either frustration or the caffeine that I'm drinking. Maybe it's a combination of both, but liquid chlorophyll. So let's talk about what this is first and foremost, in case you haven't seen this or you're not familiar, but chlorophyll is the dark or liquid chlorophyll. And then we'll talk about what chlorophyll actually is, but liquid chlorophyll 
is the dark green liquid that you may have seen people dropping into water and drinking on TikTok. It, the bottle actually kind of looks like a lot of those face serums. If you've ever landed on like dermatology or skincare TikTok, which I have spent my fair share of time there. I have learned a lot, but it looks like a lot of the face oils that people will tell you to put on, but it is dark green and you'll see people putting it in their water. So chlorophyll in and of itself is the most abundant pigment found in plants that makes them green. So if you think about the plants that we eat, right? Think of your spinach and your kale, broccoli, green beans, peas, uh, why am I having a brain fart on other things that are green? You get the idea. <laughs> green vegetables all contain chlorophyll. That makes them green. So just to, to give you an idea of how we consume chlorophyll through the vegetables that we eat, let's just take spinach. So a cup of spinach has roughly, according to Google, 24 milligrams of chlorophyll in it, which equals about give or take one dropper full of that liquid chlorophyll and again we're just using spinach as the example other vegetables have chlorophyll as well but one cup which if you think about a cup of spinach um that's not that much especially if you are wilting or like sauteing the spinach like this would be a pretty laughable experiment if you go into your your kitchen and you have a bag of fresh spinach and you throw it in a pan and you saute one cup, you are going to end up with like a fourth of a bite. <laughs> that is how small that portion would end up being. But if one cup equals 24 milligrams, which equals about one dropper full of the liquid chlorophyll, then in my mind, from just like a practical human being perspective and the mind of a dietitian, it makes a heck of a lot more sense to eat the actual vegetables. Um, a, it's gonna be more cost-effective than buying the expensive little bottle of chlorophyll, right? Especially if you're opting for frozen vegetables, you know, you're gonna get it in the canned vegetables. If fresh is your preference, that's great too. Cost-effective, A. You're also going to get more fiber or fiber in general, the liquid chlorophyll isn't going to give you any of that, but in eating the actual vegetables, you're going to get fiber and vitamins and minerals. So in my mind, all of those benefits, the cost benefit, the fiber benefit, the vitamins and the minerals, that adds up to be way more bang for your buck than buying the dropper of chlorophyll. And to be completely honest, I have not purchased liquid chlorophyll. I do not know how it tastes. It looks like it would not taste very good. <laughs> so if you're telling me I can make a salad or some yummy sauteed spinach with a dressing or garlic and olive oil and seasonings and make it taste better, have it be a delicious add-on to a meal, I at least personally would much rather do that than putting green liquid in my drink. But again, Totally your preference, this is just a dietitian's take. Two final things, next one, the bell pepper sandwich. Yes, you heard me right, a sandwich made out of bell peppers instead of bread. Before I go further, please allow me to clarify, because don't get it twisted, I am not 
downing bell peppers. I am not shaming them. I love them. I think they're great. They're tasty. I'm personally more of a fan of the red, yellow, and orange variety than I am the green, just like from a taste perspective. Anyone who tells you, by the way, that all bell peppers taste the same, I would very much have to disagree with them. But anyways, coming back to my topic, I am not knocking the vegetable, the bell pepper in and of themselves. All I'm here to say, kind of similar to the cucumber dipped in stevia debate, but all I'm here to say is they are not, nor will they ever be, a one-for-one swap with bread because they are not bread. You feel me? I feel like so many of these things that we have to like say to combat diet culture are just like so glaringly obvious, but for some reason we're still here saying bell peppers and bread are not the same. So again, like I said with the cucumber and the stevia, if you genuinely enjoy sandwiches made on bell peppers instead of bread, by all means, have that, enjoy it. I hope it's delicious. And at the same time, I just want you to know that you have options and you don't have to do that if you don't want to. You can enjoy normal bread on your sandwich if you so choose. And I would argue for the majority of people, that's going to be more accessible because normal bread is definitely more cost effective than buying, I don't know, 10 bell peppers to make you through the week. it's probably going to be a little bit more satisfying as well because you're going to have the sweetness from the bread. I don't know. You're going to have like the grainy texture, whereas bell peppers, again, you get a crunch, but they're mostly water. They don't have the delicious carbohydrates there, at least in the amount that bread would. So not here to yuck your yum. If you genuinely enjoy bell peppers over bread, I'm not here to stop you. I'm just here to say you have options and you don't have to make this swap just because you saw it on TikTok, just because someone said it was quote unquote healthier, you don't have to do that. And one more thought, if you are choosing to swap your bread for bell peppers, so you're like, I'm not using bread anymore, only using bell peppers, I wanna gently encourage you to just check in on your intentions behind that choice because only you know the true why behind that decision. So for some individuals, the real and the honest why might actually be based in preference or you like the crunch factor, you like the flavor. I don't know, you like how it makes you feel. If those are the true and the genuine intentions, I think that's great. If you find when you dig a little bit and you get curious that your intention is because you feel like you should or because you feel guilty for eating carbohydrates or bread in general, or maybe even because you fear carbohydrates or there's some sort of... uh, I don't know, just mental blockage. It's a fear food. I don't have other words to describe it than that. But if those are your intentions, that in my mind is grounds to tread lightly, get curious, maybe reach out to a dietitian, cough, cough, an intuitive eating dietitian, or 
a friend or a family member who can maybe just kind of serve as a, a sounding board for you to help you determine, is this behavior coming from a disordered place or am I doing this in a way that aligns with an intuitive eating and a food freedom mindset? Because something we say with intuitive eating is we are not anti-vegetable, we are not anti-fruit, we are not anti-health, we are anti the system that makes you believe that you have to make certain choices because so-and-so said so, or because that's the quote-unquote healthy thing to do, or because you're going to feel guilty if you don't, right? Those are intentions that we just need to get a little bit more curious about. I hope that makes sense. Final thing, this is more of like a a catch-all category instead of like a direct rebuttal to a specific video, but any sort of detox water. When I say detox water, please know the air quotes are coming back out to play (laughs) because I've seen people make all kinds of this on TikTok. I've seen I don't know, people putting a random assortment of things in a blender and like drinking only that for an obscene amount of time that is definitely disordered. I have seen people making tea combinations and calling it a detox. Like if you've been on the internet for more than five minutes, I know you know what I know, (laughs) what I am talking about. But again, I'll echo what I said about the snatched waste salad debate. Let's just call this what it is, which is infused water. It's not a detox, it's not a cleanse, it's not anything special, it's not anything revolutionary. It is simply water that is infused with fruit or tea or whatever else it might be. So this can be great, you know, something like a water with lemon and pineapple and whatever other fruits you have on hand, but stuff like this can be great to help you spice up your hydration intake or help you create a fun and a refreshing beverage, especially when it's hot outside and you want something with a fun flavor, you want something refreshing. That's all well and good, but it's not a detox. Detoxing is what your liver and your kidneys are literally made to do. So as long as you have those babies, as long as you're drinking water and you're getting sleep and you're doing what you can to practice self-care and, you know, be on your body's team and be a friend to your body and all of those things, your body knows exactly how to take care of your detoxing needs. If it didn't, if it didn't know how to detox, you simply would not be here listening to this episode because you would be dead. And on that note, (laughs) what a great way to end a podcast talking about you would be dead if you didn't have a liver and kidneys. But I hope you found this episode fun in a way. I hope it was kind of lighthearted. I love talking through things like this because we can have a little fun with it while also sprinkling in some nutrition knowledge. And yeah, that is what I have. I wanted to make a a re-entrance here to the podcast in a way that would hopefully be relatable. I know a lot of you are on TikTok. Even if you aren't on TikTok, you've maybe seen some of this stuff floating around in other corners of the internet. So 
fingers crossed you can take something that you heard here today and combat a Karen online or just rest assured that you do not need to be buying into any of these trends because there are other ways to take care of your body that don't involve buying into these things that have little to no research and I would also argue these things that suck a lot of fun out of life. So that is all I have for you today. I will be back next week with our first guest episode of the second season or whatever we're calling this, the return of the podcast. So get excited. That is going to be body image related, body image focused, which I know is a concept that many of you love hearing about and you often have questions about. So without further ado, I will be back then. Please rate, review, leave a comment on the podcast. Like I said earlier, that really helps the show to grow. And until next week, please stay safe. Take care and we will be talking soon.